We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. And honestly, right now is still a great time to book a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Cruise Line or any other type of vacation because you're going to need it. She does all the work. She has saved us tons of money on numerous vacations. We love working with Michelle. You will too. Her email is in the show notes. So let her know that you're ready for a vacation. Now on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we have a fun show today with a very special guest. A uh, little hint, we're going to be playing a, a little game. A game? I like games. We're playing some games and you listening can play along with us. Uh, we're going to be doing a little odds makers. We've done it a few times on the show. Uh, like, what are the odds, Doug, that we are actually going to get down to Walt Disney World in September? So if you asked me three weeks ago, I would have said 20%. That's where I was at mentally, Derek. But if you asked me I was me at about today, 50-50. I know you were higher than me. Um, you asked me today, I'm going to say 95. 95%. I will agree with that. I just booked flights, Doug. We booked our flights, too. So we will be down there September 11th through the 15th. Uh, So if you're in the area and want to have a distance hello, because we are social distancing trip, uh, we would love to see you six feet away and hang out. So if you have anything booked in the area, and uh, let us know, and we would love to hang out. Again, that's September 11th through 15th. Yeah, and we want to see you six feet away, not six feet under. Oh, Oh. wow. Moving on, we do have a new Patreon. Thank you to all of our Patreons, but we have another new one this week, and it's an interesting one. It's Fan in YXE, which is the airport letters for, oh, was it Saskatchewan? Scatatoon? Scatatoon. Oh, I should have. Oh, I should have read that again before. I, had to, uh, I yes. had to look it up. Another, uh, another Canadian those? Patreon. Thank you to all of our Canadian family. Since I am half Canadian, I love it that we have listeners all the way up north. Uh, and for people maybe listening, my family is from uh, outside Toronto and London, Ontario. So thank you to my family who sometimes listens as well. But yay, go Canada! We're big up there, aren't we? In all your Y airport codes. Yes. Do you know why they all start with a Y? I don't. So airports used to have two-letter codes, and then they started adding a third eventually. But before they started adding a code, they decided to say whether they had weather stations or not. And you put a Y if they did, and an X, or I don't know, something else if you didn't. So that's why. It has to do with weather stations. And then Canada just decided, we're cool. We're going to keep the Ys. There you go. Wow. Learn something new on this show. I know, right? The the knowledge we can drop. The useless things in my head. Yes. Plenty of that, Doug. Mostly uh, useless. Well, one thing that is not useless is how well you read names for yeah. Apple Podcast reviews, Doug. So who okay. do we got today? We have Fun Podcast by Awesome. Three one four one five nine two six five, which I mean, I think that's Awesome Pie. Oh, the, right. yeah. Yep. 3.1459. Well, I don't know. It's a phone number. I'm going to call it real quick and we'll see if we can get them on the air. Uh, I don't think there's enough digits. We're digit 
Digit short. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Nice idea, though. So here it is. Derek and Doug are goofy and fun to listen to. Rope Drop Radio is an awesome podcast. They share great information and make excellent recommendations. I enjoy the excellent and interesting guests. Rope Drop Radio brings a little Disney into our lives each week, and in these times, we could all use a little more Disney in our lives. Thank you for all you do. Looking forward to meeting you at the Rope one day. Yes, I look forward to meeting everyone at the Rope one day. Cannot wait for that to happen again. That's a great review. So please leave some reviews we're almost caught up so like Ooh. you won't have to wait real long to hear me butcher your name if you put a tricky one in there so get to it folks we love reading them it's awesome to hear from you thank you yes thank very you much. very much one part in that review they said they bring on awesome guests doug they do and i feel like we've done that this week Derek. we have we have a very special guest who has uh a family member who may have, you've heard, I don't know, like a dozen times on this show. Uh, everyone asks about Kent Mullins, but no one knows that he has an amazing sister who is just as uh, Disney savvy as he is. So we are bringing on Kendall Mullins to this week's episode to play a little odds makers. Welcome to the show, Kendall. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. We're thrilled to have you here. And before we get to the topic of the day, the game... Why don't you tell the rope droppers a little bit of your Disney story so they get to know you? So my Disney story starts way, way back when I was a lot younger. Um, I used to spend weeks at a time. My friend would have her birthday party for a week in Disney World. We would stay at Fort Wilderness campgrounds and go to all of the parks. Um, and sometimes we do that more than once a year, um, which was a favorite pastime. I have sung in the candlelight processional at Epcot. Um, when I was in high school, which is a amazing event that I absolutely loved doing. And I now live in Orlando, so I'm almost at the parks every single weekend. I was actually just there this past weekend. Yes, doing so, something crazy, too. Yes, I was part of the first inaugural uh, Every Ride Tag Team Challenge because you can't do all of the parks yourself. You kind of have to have teammates to try to get all done. Yeah, people yeah. who've listened to this show before know Kent uh, does the Parkyology Challenge, and we've had him on numerous times. Kendall, you've also successfully done every ride in a day. I have. I have done it. I've done it three times. Still something and we need to do, faster than Kent, right? Ooh, ooh, faster than your brother. I have. I've done it this past December. I now hold the record for fastest to 48 with Jimmy Sweeney. We've completed, and Kent ran the same day and did not complete. There you oh, have it, folks. you hear that, Kent? Kendall well, says why we she's had to... better. That's why we have her on now instead of you. Sorry, Kent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're working our way up the podcast guest food chain, slowly but surely. And, and on the Patreon show, because so many of our Patreons ask about Kent and want to bring Kent back on. Well, we're going to have Kendall on the show kind of dishing on her brother. So, Kent, I know you're not an official patron. Uh, you might have to uh, chip in to hear what your sister says about you. And also all of our patrons get ready for a fun one after the show. That's right. So on to odds makers, right? This is a fun game where we're going to give out a certain topic or idea. And then we each go around and we give the odds that we feel it will happen, like a percentage, or we might ask for a line. So those gambling degenerates out there, you understand what a line is. Like for those that aren't, we would say, what are the odds something happens by this date? 
and we set it over under of seven and a half or something like that. That's that's the the line. We're setting yep. the line. And just for the record, we're not really gambling degenerates. It's been like years since I've placed an actual bet, Derek. How about you? Uh, I made a bet with you a few weeks ago. The that odds, you're losing. The odds that football season's going to happen this year. And uh, at the moment, I don't think I'm going to win that bet. And your it's flag... a snack bet for the record. Yeah. So uh, And your son's flag league doesn't count. Okay, We're he talking did play Husker flag football. Husker football. So. Any Husker football game before our trip was the bet. And I'm going to have like endless Dole Whips, I think. You get a Dole Whip, but I've won the uh, last like couple snack bets. So You have. It's, uh, I have made some very poor bets with you lately. And uh, some of these actually come from our listeners, so be listening to uh, maybe mm-hmm. something you've asked. But uh, we love odds makers. So, Doug, get us started. We'll go, uh, you ask a question, we'll go to Kendall, me, and then back to you, Doug. All right, here we go. We're going to start off with what are the odds that, per, so a percent chance we're going to see Ratatouille open by the end of 2020? Kendall? So my belief is that maybe 25% chance that we get Ratatouille this year. Not real confident there. I am not confident in it at all. I just think that Disney doesn't want to have that massive rush of people come. And with having a limited number of people coming to the parks, you're basically not going to get the revenue you would get by a push of having all of the people come for the opening of this ride. So I think that they're going to hold off until they can get a bigger number of people into the parks. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say it's 90% and I, I'm, and I think they're going to use it as a way to kind of keep the parks alive, keep them fresh, uh, get some out of towners into the parks. Uh, and I, you know, we'll see what happens number wise with the cases in Florida. But I think as they continue to go down, the parks want to continue to go up and they're going to need that. Also, I, I think the attractions mostly done and oh, yeah. all they got to do now is a couple of little, uh, I don't know, test groups. Sw- and sweep out the queue. Yeah, and you'll be good. Yeah. So I think it's ready to go, and I think you'll see it this year. All right. We got both ends of the spectrums, more or less. I'm going to go about 80% that we're going to see it before the end of the year. I'm actually going to say it could be as early as October, maybe early November. I think they want to drive hotel revenue annual pass holders are not going to want to hear this sorry kendall close your ears but they'd rather have more people come down stay in a hotel give the park passes to those people than the people that live go for a few hours and live nearby and go for a few hours and go away so that would be a driving factor to book your fall thanksgiving christmas vacations not just your park pass they're wanting to drive vacation revenue and I think Ratatouille might do it because they could throw the media blitz on there. And then, yeah, I think they're, you mentioned the numbers going down. That could be it. But uh, I think they're going to want to have that open for the holidays. Everybody wants a rat cooking their food for Thanksgiving. Mm, it's gross. Not okay. at all. It's French. <laughs> all right. I don't know where that came. That should stop talking sometimes. All right. Moving on. Percent chance we will see fast passes you pay for before any sort of normal fast pass plus system returns this is hard because as a pass holder i don't want to see a pay for at all um but it's a good possibility of i would say probably 30 percent 
that we get a pay for. I just don't know how it works logistically here in Walt Disney World as it does in, in land over there. I just believe that they get normal fast pass back before we get a pay for system because we already have certain pay for like tours and backstage and behind the scenes. So, all right, I'm actually gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna go about 55%. Uh, I think Disney's trying to figure out some ways to make a little bit of extra money since they're losing a ridiculous amount of money right now and they were closed uh, so they're going to try and figure out any way they can nickel and dime the people that already have some extra nickels and dimes and if that's getting fast passes before anyone else i can definitely see them doing it logistically i don't know how they do it but it's definitely a possibility i think and it all comes down to money yeah i don't know that they can nickel and dime you derek there's a coin shortage True. So that's true. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna five and ten you. It's not even nickel dime. It's gonna not it's gonna be more than that. It's they're going after your twenties, Derek. They're going they're going deep in that wallet. I think Alexander Hamilton's That's right. I think eighty percent chance. And when there's no regular fast pass in play, it's easier to institute. You could have people only do it day of, which means that day guests, annual pass holders, um, Resort guests would all have equal opportunity. That could be one way to throw it out there. Or they're really hitting the vacationers and make it you stay on property. Now you can, you know, buy more, spend more, buy more sort of thing. Like they like to, when you buy so much at the store, ooh, you can buy this beach towel for this much. The buy more, buy more promotion. Watch out for that. That's, it's coming. It's scary. Let's all hold our breath. It doesn't happen. I hope I'm wrong. I, hope I also so too. hope they are wrong. Yep. I really hope I'm wrong, but I'm frightened that I'm right. Because as my kids would say, I think I'm right about everything. Because I am. To them. So let's go to something a little more fun. We're going to set a line. The number of years that we think it will take before dirt starts to move on the new a new World Showcase pavilion. So how many years out before dirt's moving? Not an announcement, not concept art, actual shovel in the ground. I mean, it'd be a fancy shovel, I'm sure. Um, One of the bobs will have it. I think that it'll probably be about three to four years before we get some kind of movement out there. Um, while there's a lot of plans in place and they had a lot of ideas and a lot of things that they wanted to do, Pre-COVID, I just don't think that right now that they're going to have the financial means to break ground. They're not going to want to. They want to finish what's in place with Guardians that is there, with the Moana experience coming out. The play place, I think, is still coming around. So I just think it's going to be a couple years before we see movement out on the showcase. If you would have asked me this pre-COVID, I would have said five years. Easy, done, not even a question. But now with the, the financial loss, and uh, you're right, got to get Guardians done. Got to get uh, everything that they got. All the construction walls got to come down before they can even move dirt on the uh, new pavilion. And whatever happened to the Mary Poppins thing, it's gone forever. So uh, I'm going to set the line at seven years before dirt is moved. And I think that's even being a little gracious. But I'm going to hope that it's seven Hopefully less, but uh, I think at least seven years. It's a good one. I like that line. I was going to say seven too, Derek. Oh, I was going to say seven. Think alike. So I was trying to think, would I take the over and under? Like, 
like if I was gambling on this and the line was set at seven, what would I take over and under? Since I was going to say seven, I'd want to take the under because I want a new World Showcase Pavilion. If I'm betting with my heart, but if I'm betting with my mind, I'm going over. Uh, we're very pessimistic tonight, I think. We're just, <laughs> we're drinking the wrong Kool-Aid, folks. We're drinking the wrong Kool-Aid. But that doesn't mean that they can't announce something in like two years and dirt doesn't move for seven. I really, yeah, that's Disney I mean, for you. Pandora I really think what, uh, they're, they're keeping that play in the back pocket when they really need to push some numbers into Epcot. All right, moving on. Set a percent chance that we see Marathon Weekend in any way, shape, or form happen in the real world and not the virtual world this January. So I'm totally set on that is going to happen this year. So I would say it's about an 85% chance that they had that weekend. Uh, we'll get it together. I think we'll have uh, more capacity at the parks. We want to get people there. We want all of it to done. And that's a huge weekend here uh, for Disney and everybody loves that event. So I think that they can find a way to make it happen and that that will actually happen this year. So 85%. Nice. Derek? I was going right around there. I'll go a little lower. I'll say 80%. Uh, we did have a run happen here in, in Nebraska. People wore masks and ran and everyone lived. So it is possible. Uh, I think uh, seeing all the schools open up in Florida in September is kind of one of this. If, if you know, we knew a little was bit that more. Chewbacca? That's something. That was something that was just like, <laughs> yeah. those, I don't know. It's going to happen because uh, January is pretty close to that. But I, I do see it. It is possible. And I think it is uh, a very good probability that it happens. I think my only concern is, of course, school, September, what happens, hopefully, Everything stays good and goes down, and we can run more races in January. This is crazy. I was thinking right in that 80, 85% range, too. So I'm right there with you. So if this is like price is right and I'm trying to win, I get a, I, can I bid $1? Is $1 <laughs> an option? No, I'm going to go. I'll split the difference. 82 and a half. Um, I think there's lots of ways they can do it, and I think they, they waited to pull the trigger to cancel food and wine, right? And and they kind of delayed the opening of some resorts that would be really important for food and wine in the Epcot area. And they're trying not to have tons of people at food and wine probably because they don't know come early November. But I think January, they'll have a lot better idea what's going to happen in January come the end of September, early October. And I think, like you said, Derek, there was that race in here in Nebraska, the hot and humid you know, 85% humidity, and they survived. No one no one has on their death certificate running with mask on yet that I've, you know, heard about. So they can do it. They got to figure out, keep masks on in those corrals for sure. And I think the number of participants is going to self-limit itself. I'm sure some people have already asked for money back and opted out, right? Yep. Just don't add new people back in. I think oh, it's going to help. We're not going to be able to run then, Doug. I was trying. <sighs> I was oh. I was going to sign up for the food and wine, but it got canceled. And so now I got to wait till next year, Derek. I can't I can't do that. I was <laughs> going to run the here. I was going to run the Castaway um 5 key uh, fat 5 5k. K. My gosh, that's tricky to say, right? But this ship didn't sail, so I just went and ate some peanut butter M&Ms instead. All right. 
Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We're going to pick a month that we think the All-Stars will open. And when I say All-Stars, any one of them, any way, shape, or form, someone is spending the night in the All-Stars. Oh, um, You don't have to. Just to clarify, you don't have to. <laughs> but that's the value resort, right? That's where everybody mm-hmm. can go and mm-hmm. stay on property. Uh, month. Uh, November. Sounds good. The holiday season, when they want to get some people in who can't afford the luxury hotels. So November for holidays, they're going to open All-Star. See it. I'm going to go... After that, I'm going to go after the new year. I'm going to say February. I know there's a lot of cheer competitions, uh, some that are still on the books right now. And I think that's just a huge revenue stream that they want to figure out how we can make this happen, how we can we social distance. And uh, hopefully by then the numbers are down. And I could see them really pushing to get those all-stars filled with those cheerleaders and dancers and everything. And if you've never experienced that, it is an experience. Uh, <laughs> Doug just says don't. don't. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I really do think right after the first of the year, they get those open for all those large groups that want to come down. Yeah, if if ESPN Wild World of Sports is happening, those have to be open. There's yep. no, no doubt about it. But also, I would say if Marathon Weekend is going to happen, the All-Stars need to be open. So I could see them opening like the Tuesday before the Marathon Weekend. If I want to get really specific on my date prediction here, maybe not quite for New Year's. Maybe still limit inventory to force the people coming for the holidays up a class. Just, you know, pop and art are the only values open. So limiting that is going to put more people in the moderate category, more people into the deluxe category. Um, You know, if parks can only have so many people in them, you might as well fill the expensive rooms first, right? But if they want that marathon weekend to happen, it's going to have to have more value rooms because the that's the one time where you can stay at during a race weekend. You can stay at All-Star Sports and not be surrounded by youth activities, kids, because, well, the ESPN stuff's taken over by the running community. So there's my prediction down to the day. Pretty good. <laughs> I don't think it's right, but it's down to the day. All right. This next one is we're going to set a line based off of a month. When the next time you're going to be able to meet a princess for real, what month can it be able to meet a princess? One employed by Disney actually, you know, working, not like in the parking lot or anything crazy. <laughs> Somebody I call, up, I call my book. daughter a princess all the time. Right, I just, yeah. Um, so face-to-face character mm-hmm. me. Oh, um, probably not until February, Valentine's Day. Oh, that sounds even creepier when you say it out loud to <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to meet a princess on Valentine's Day? I can name one. Your your brother, but oh, he wants to meet a prince instead. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. On Valentine's, no, no, he would pass. We did do a princess meet and greet with him in the Magic Kingdom, and Claire or, was like, "Why aren't you getting a picture by yourself, Kent?" And he was like, "Cause I'm a grown man, 
and that's weird. <laughs> and I was sense. like, fact, he can't, you can't just, yep. and so had to explain to the 10 year old why a grown man doesn't just get solo pictures with princesses all the time. There is nothing wrong with it. For Kent, yes. Well, Not Kent everybody. No, everybody has a different opinion. Okay, moving <laughs> on. Sorry, I, I took over your prediction. All right, so Valentine's Day. We got down to the day there. I Derek. know. I'm I'm going later than that. I, I still, I don't know when DCL is going to start, even with cruises. But uh, I'm going to go, I'll even go a month after. I'm going to go March at the earliest. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go through all the way, at least through the holiday season with social distancing masks. And then March once, you know, hopefully this is done by one year full. And we can start, you know, getting back to normal meet and greets and dining and stuff like that. So I'll say March one full year in 2021. There you go. All right. So since they're so adamant that the princesses can't wear masks because it's breaking character, right? Yes. Yep. I, I'm afraid it's going to be the last thing we see. I'm just, I'm just worried they're going to be like over the top and it could be like Memorial day. Yeah. I can see that. It's where I'm I'm thinking. We could see fur characters, 2021, face characters, Memorial Day. Unless they change their tune, let them wear masks, then heck, we could meet sooner, much sooner. But I don't think they will. Nope, they won't. You'll never see a princess in a mask, I don't think. We should. I think, I think it'd be great if they were wearing them so you could say, look. Ariel's wearing one. You should too. It'd be better to help keep them on your three-year-old yeah, because of, you know, modeling. But hey, what do I know? All right. Anyway. I saw Pooh with one on. Pooh had a mask? Winnie the Pooh had one on. I saw that on the Twitter. Interesting. <laughs> Twitter. We're old. We have yep. to call it the Twitter, the gram. The Twitter. Yep. 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 Oh Put God. it on Got the it. line. On yep. it. <laughs> yep. We are getting up there. All right, so we're going to set a number of years before we see the next new Disney resort that has not been started yet, and this is another shovel-in-the-ground type of question. what Reflections? So Reflections is officially shelved. Yeah. So it's officially canceled, so they could use the same site over again for something different. That would be new. Okay. Reflections is done which is uh, great good idea good job but Disney. yeah so far right now you have two hotel projects i believe you have the star wars hotel going mm-hmm. on that they are still working on and then you have the one by i think it's weston is the company or hilton i can't remember That's with the swalpin yep yeah it's Swalfin. the dunder mifflin south building um that one's currently underway i don't think there's anything else right now but i could be wrong so shovel in the ground kindle where are we building? What are we building? How? When's it coming? <laughs> I don't think we get another groundbreak for at least seven to eight years out. And even that, I think, is a little soon. Only because there's so much other things that they have to put money into right now. And getting people back to the parks and being secure and making... I just don't... And they're not even opening hotels right now as it is. So mm. I think years out before we break ground on a brand new one. And they have the ones that are being done, are being built right now at the Swalvin and the mm-hmm. Star Wars one, which will pull in apparently a lot of money for all those Star Wars fans. Uh, I'm, I I hear that that's going to be a thing. I'm not 
Uh, Doug and I will do it. We're still. You haven't booked your yep. room yet. I have zero desire. I just. <laughs> I hope that I don't get motion sickness from the zero gravity in space, Derek. Uh, oh well, it's gonna be experience. We'll find out. Yeah. So I, I think it's years before we see a new one for sure. I'm going to say it's a little bit sooner than that. I do think Reflections, they're going to take that space and they're going to uh, speed rush another DVC resort in, I think they're going to break ground three years. So I think uh, three and a half. I'll give myself a little leniency. Uh, as soon as everything's done, the rebook and everything. And uh, I know, and yeah, I just... People are still buying DVC, and I think they're going to want to get people to invest in another property. I think they're going to get rid of reflections from a name and a retirement community look, and it's going to be something else. But I think that's where it's going to go. It looks so peaceful, though. Yeah. Like a place to spend your twilight years. Yeah. I think I, I think I, uh, it's going to come before a World Showcase Pavilion, I think, because the World Showcase Pavilion costs money. Hotels make money. Um, so I'm going to go with six. It's six. That's where I'm setting the line. And yeah, I think the most obvious place that they'll do it is the place they already cleared the land. Yep. I Yeah, they already got some dirt work done. So that's where we'll see it. Everybody wants to be close to the Magic Kingdom, right? Or close to Epcot. And there's really not any space left right by Epcot. Unless they do the long-rumored hotel at the front entrance. Oh, I but would I feel love like to see that. I think if they were going to do that, they would have announced it, it by now. It would have been in with the whole big announcement, right? Yeah. Like that would have that would have been a real cool. I think if it was the next D twenty three is going to be very interesting. That's for sure. It could be really boring. That's it could boring. be like, look at what we announced a long time ago that we haven't finished yet. That could be a lot of that. <laughs> On to our last regular question. When do you think we will see fireworks back? So, we're going to have you set a percent that you think we will see them by Christmas. I'm going to go with 75%. And that's wishful thinking because I really miss fireworks a whole bunch. And it's strange leaving the park so early because they close early and not having a fireworks at the end. So... I'm going with holiday season and hopefully the numbers trend right that we can get fireworks back and that even with the limited number of people in the parks, we can keep social distancing enough to bring back fireworks. So 75%. I'm going to go, if you said New Year's, Doug, I would have gave a little bit more, but between Christmas and New Year's, I will say it's 95%. I think they're going to do something at least to uh, get eyeballs at the Magic Kingdom, even if you're staying at one of the monorail resorts, uh, social distancing, you know, maybe pay to be in the park, but they are going to do something for sure during the holiday season to just get the numbers in the parks up and around the parks at the hotels. So yeah, fireworks, that's the way to do it. And as soon as you say any kind of fireworks show is back, heck, they could say, hey, we're going to bring back wishes and people yes. would go crazy because wishes you don't need Bring you don't need to you don't need this so you can social distance more it's up in the air so yeah uh, you don't have to be as close to the castle i like that exactly idea. so that's what i was thinking they're gonna do something different to uh at least just get eyeballs in the sky 
get people at Bay Lake Tower to be able to look at it, stuff like that. So that's what I see them doing, definitely in the holiday season. If you just said New Year's, 100% New Year's, they do something. Christmas, I will say 90, 95. So that's why I went Christmas, to make it a harder question. Derek. I know, but I had to add my little challenge. Two I, like I had to add my nickel and though. dime. Yes. Bring back wishes. I that's my oh, I love wishes. Never I would I, never would I have thought that's a good idea to bring back wishes instead of happily ever after. But it definitely has some benefits because you don't have to get in front of at the hub. I like yeah. that. That's smart. Ah, I'm Anywho, smart. You're smart. You heard Eric. it here, folks. You did. Um, I'm gonna go uh, right with Kindle at seventy five percent. I think uh, it. I think if things continue to go the way I hope they're going to go over the next couple months, people keep wearing masks every time they're out and about in public across our great nation, we will start to see fireworks happen this fall. And I, I bet they want to try to get something more around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is the biggest travel weekend of the year, and they know that, and they want to fill their hotels. And one way to do that would be to like, hey, fireworks are back. Oh, you can't see it when you're booked at Pop Century? Maybe you should stay at the Grand Floridian that's been recently vacated by the NBA. So that's one way to sell rooms around the Magic Kingdom, too, right? Yep. So, all right. I said that was the last real question, regular question, because I got two questions from Kent for Kendall to answer. All right. So the first one is, set a line for months for the parks return to normal operations after a vaccine hits the market. So just kind of how many months after the first vaccine comes out. So the one from Russia, does that count? That's out right now. First one that you can get in America. Got it. No Russian vaccine. They've already started in South Africa, so it's already out technically. Um, I say before we start getting back to normal after a vaccine, um, roughly about three to four months after a vaccine comes out that we'll start implementing all of going back into what a normal is. But what is that going to look like? I think is more of the question we need to have here. Okay. Um, Clarifications. I got it. Let's clarify what is normal for Kent's question. No mask at the park. That's going to be a harder one, I think, to roll back on, only because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be real confident then. Uh, to go no mask completely, we're looking at maybe five, six months before we get a complete no mask to go to the park. I think maybe it'll start out as an option. Like you, you still can, but if you don't feel comfortable, you can take it off. There'll be more times that you don't, maybe not on a ride. Maybe you don't have to wear it on a ride because you're still. Um, I think that they keep social distancing for a while after. So five or six months before we get things roll back. I was going to say six months. So I, I'm, I'm right on. I think that's going to hit around summer of 2021. And uh, I could see that, you know, May of that time being about roughly where you start seeing masks come go away. And hopefully we never have a pandemic again and don't have to worry about them. But I do think masks on an airplane, though, will be around for a lot longer. Why not, right? Yep. Why not? 
There's a lot of great things about masks. My allergies have been wonderful by wearing them while I coach soccer. And then I also, now that everybody makes masks, I have real nice Adidas ones that I wear while I mow. It's fantastic. My allergies haven't bothered me at all. So I'm going to go six months. So, but on my timeline, that puts us at April-ish. Um, so I think October is when we're going to start to see things hit the market. Uh, could be like October 31st, though. But, you know, still October. It's a great so day I think to release it anything. Halloween? Yeah, yeah, especially something like that. You can't get candy, kids, but stand in this line. <laughs> um, so I think it six months is it's going to take first three months to really get distributed to um, vulnerable people. Military will get it first. Healthcare workers after that first three and months. And then dentists then you start after healthcare workers. It depends on how they treat us. Sometimes they acknowledge we exist. Sometimes they don't. I don't know. I stick my hands in people's mouths all day. I feel like I should be first. I do. I really do. Um, so there we go. I think we're all on about the same page there, really, kind of in general. All right. And then Kent's last question. The number of rides Kent would beat you by on a challenge day. Uh, well, we've already proven it, as we talked about earlier, <laughs> that I have beaten Kent. Um, I think that um, if I had to go like on a real hard like day of a challenge, I think maybe one at most. I think I can stick with him pretty well. Um, I think my knowledge is up there enough. I talk to him enough about it. And he always gives out his information to me. Does. So Shares. I feel like he is an oversharer, I think, when it comes to that, because he knows all of the things. Um, so maybe one, if it was like the super hard day, but we've already proven that I can beat him on a regular day. So Oh, Kent's got called out. Well, he shouldn't ask the question if he doesn't want the answer. Yeah. All right, Derek, what are you going to say? All I know is that if I do the challenge, I want to go with Kent and Kendall and just follow them. That way I make sure that there's a good chance I complete it. That would be very entertaining. Yes. I've gotten to spend time with them together. It would be fantastic. It would be, be a great I would mic there. them up and that would be a whole show right there. It would. Have you ever ran together? Um, there was a time that he had a practice run that he was um, doing and he was like, do you want to go? And I was like, sure. But I spent most of the time like running at his back because he like, he can move. He literally can fly. And I'm short with my short legs. And I'm like, I'll catch you. Just keep going. And, but yeah, okay. no, we have had a time where we ran together. We didn't complete. We didn't get anywhere close because it was just a day that things didn't work in our favor. But figment, figment happened, right? Yep. It was the shoulder puppet. It was figment. That one foils Kent so I'm, many times. How many rides are there currently? Um, like 48, 40, well, I guess not currently. Anyway, say there's if, 50. There is. Um, if Kent, everything is operational, okay. it's about 50 now. 50. Kent would probably beat me by 25. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That, I, though, I Doug, think, I think I could beat you. You'd I'm not to, saying you can't. Yes, there we go. Doug would have to stop for an hour after Star Tours and Everest. The last time I rode Star Tours, I sat down in the hallway. Like, right when you leave the simulator, there's benches and water fountains that most people don't know exist. I spent 40 minutes on those benches. 
All I know is that we're going in September, Doug, and I'm dragging you on something. You've been warned. I already told Michelle Everest. So. It's not going to be Everest because we go to the uh, Animal Kingdom the day we fly home. Oh. So I need to make sure I can get home. Okay, never mind. Maybe, like, last thing we do at the Hollywood Studios is Star Tours. Okay, I don't know. okay, I'm in. Done. Just... You got to see the new uh, <laughs> new stuff in it. You heard it here. We're doing oh. it, guys. We're oh, did Doug I? Up. Why did I? <laughs> you just this? Yep. All oh. right. We'll hold you to it. That'll be a great Agreed. episode. Bonus I have to episode. have the middle middle seat now yep. that since Amanda told us that's the best one. All right. Well, Doug, I think it's time for the lightning, for the lightning round. round. Welcome, Kendall, to the lightning round. We do this for Ooh. all our new guests. It's where you answer your favorite Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel. Um, to answer the questions, there are no right or wrong answers. However, we do keep score. So are you ready? Excellent. I am totally ready. All right. Favorite movie. Favorite movie right now is Moana. I can play that on repeat constantly. I love Moana. Moana. That's a good choice. So when I tried to learn the ukulele in, in uh, lockdown, when I was unemployed, I, I attempted to sing Moana songs and it drove everyone nuts. There's a side story nobody asked for. All right. Favorite <laughs> Disney character? My favorite Disney character is Mickey Mouse. Um, he is my main man. I love him so much. I have tons of Mickey stuff. That's where I go. My favorite character is Mickey. And I have to meet him every time I go to Disney, except now you can't. So you have to do it from a distance. So we can wave at him as he goes by on his float. All right. Favorite Disney villain? Uh, my favorite villain is Ursula with a close runner-up to Jafar. But Ursula mm. the Sea Witch is my absolute favorite villain. She's she's just misunderstood, really. I mean, is she really a villain? Or was she just trying to fulfill a contract? Well, she uh, stole someone's... Well, she didn't really steal it. I guess you're right. It's more of a contract. But she didn't play fair. She didn't. At the end of the day, she did okay. not play fair. All right. All right. Favorite Disney song? Uh, Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. All right. Favorite Disney park? So currently my favorite park, which has creeped up very slowly to be my favorite park, is Hollywood. I find myself wanting to be there more and more now uh, than other parks. Are you a good pilot on Millennium Falcon? So I think so. Um, me and Kent, though, when we do it, when we did it together, we did pretty well together. So I think me and Kent always pilot, and we. Was there lots of yelling, it. lots of yelling back and forth? Oh yes, that's oh, good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way to pilot. Lots of yelling. They even do that in the movies, so yeah. it has to be accurate, right? Yeah. Mostly he's right. yelling at me. So, all right, favorite. Classic attraction, you define classic. So my classic attraction would be the People Mover. That is one. my favorite one. I love it. I could go spend all day and sit right there on the People Mover and never get off. I love the people watching. I love the just going around. It, it moves at the right speed. It just takes you on a journey, and I love it. So percent chance it opens in 2020? Uh, 100% chance it's opening this year. Okay. No, I, I don't. I don't like know. the positivity. Reverb, yeah, mysterious. It was closed before the park shut down. 
Yep. So it's kind of it concerning. moved the other day, apparently. From what I saw, it, after park had closed, they were moving it for maintenance reasons. So there it still wasn't moves. like two guys pushing it on the end. <laughs> okay. No, it was actually moving. So. They got the magnets charged up, right? That's for those that don't know. You're wearing a people mover shirt. I made this shirt actually. Oh, nice. And it says paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow. Oh, it's the like people it. mover. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Where are we at here? Favorite modern attraction you define modern. Okay. So my answer is going to be dinosaur at Animal Kingdom. Um, I love this ride. Everybody like is like, why dinosaur? They need to change it. It's awful. My back hurts. Uh, when they write, I could ride dinosaur a million times over. I know all of the words. I like am the driver in the car and I'm talking back to the guy who is like, keep going. Oh no, our car. And so riding dinosaur with me is definitely an interesting experience. I want to do that. Because it's in the dark and I'm yelling as loud as I can. And like, I absolutely love it. That's the way to ride that. Like a backseat driver with road rage. Oh, that'd be fun. Yes. That's a different way. I kind of I kind of scream a lot while I'm on it. I don't know how I can ride that one. It baffles me that I can go on it, Derek. You have a weird illness that I'll never understand. <laughs> no one will. No one will. All right. Favorite resort? Uh, my favorite resort will be the Contemporary. Um, I think that goes back for me being a child where we used to go when I stayed there for weeks and we would go hang out in the contemporary, go to the arcade and the pool and get to write, you get on the monorail there as a kid. And back when they let you get in the front and sit in the front and go around. And so the contemporary for me, and eventually I will stay there sometime in the future. Excellent. It's a good choice. All right. Favorite counter service restaurant. So I don't really have a favorite counter service restaurant, but I do recommend going to sit into Cosmic Rays and listen to Sunny Eclipse. Because if you listen to him, he's great. It's mm -hmm. just, you just, some of the words you're like, oh, this is what, okay, listen. And you get some solid entertainment sitting there while you eat some lunch, for sure. He is an e-ticket alone. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> the food is not. No. He is. <laughs> the the number of screaming children may not be either, but no. that's usually my kids, but we're, it's good. It's it cool. is Derek's kids. Yep. Fact. We love Sonny. All right. It might be me yelling at my kids though. <laughs> so, all right. Favorite table service restaurant. Uh, my favorite table service is at Epcot and it's Tepon Ito. I love hibachis and getting to go sit at the table. That's my favorite place to go eat. If I'm at that is having a good to sit record. down. That's a good one. All right, most important question, favorite Disney snack? So my favorite snack at Disney that I have to have every time is the egg rolls at Magic Kingdom. They are my favorite. I recommend going to get them, to have them. There's always a line. Sometimes they get sold out, like the egg rolls. Dare Go they. get the egg roll. How do they sell out of things? It blows my mind. The egg rolls. Derek, have you ever had the I egg rolls? I haven't had one. No, now I'm going to have to try to... one, yeah. I would say I'd have one while I'm waiting for Happily Ever After, but, well. <laughs> That's a sore subject. All right. Favorite Disney drink? Uh, I'm going to go with my mango margarita in Mexico. Oh, I yes, it's so good. I mean, Doug, it's not that good. It would literally kill you. <laughs> yeah, it sure would. 
I'll just trust you that it's it's so delicious. good. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. Ah. Yeah. I like the triple. It's got the strawberry mango and the regular. And you, oh my gosh. Oh no, Doug. Don't you're not missing out. It's not that good. For guys, you're wondering. Doug is deathly allergic to mango. Anyone listening? Uh, yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> All right. Disney bucket list item. Uh, my bucket list item is to eat at Royal Table in Cinderella's Castle. I haven't done it yet. It's on the books of sometime in the future. I will get there, but that's definitely on my bucket list to eat at Cinderella's Castle. Man, if Kent was a good big brother, that's what he would do for you for like a birthday or something. Yeah. If Kent's Kent, listening, that's a good idea, Kent. Yep. There we and go. you yes, can meet your go princesses, Kent. Kent. Well, oh, he didn't yeah. say he had to go. Yeah, you just get it for you. It's a present. It could be. A, yeah. Well, he gets a sword. He could get a true. plastic sword. And oh my gosh, could you imagine great, Kent at a yes. restaurant with a sword? By the way, if you're listening, they do give your kids weapons, and you have to endure that while you eat. Uh, <laughs> Doug warned me, and I did not I did. take heed of the warning. It's the first time. The, yeah, I think Alden was five. You gave him a sword and sat him between his sisters. Like that was not good. No, <laughs> no, that's horrible. I, that is one of those restaurants. It's it was on my bucket list. I checked it off. I don't really ever see myself going back there. I, I was like, yep, we did it. It was great. So there you go. Get it off your Check. bucket list. Check. It's oh, a good bucket list item. And that completes. The lightning round. round. Well, Kendall, thank you so much. Take a minute right now and tell people where they can find you online so they can follow you the next time you do a run. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's KLeeM84. That's K-L-E-I-G-H-M-84. Uh, and that's on Twitter. And definitely follow me. I have lots of runs and Disney, and I'm there all the time. So it's a good follow. The yes, Twitter. Yes, it is. The Twitter. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on this week's episode. But we need to get to the Patreon episode where we discuss your brother and make fun of him a little bit more. Uh, so if you want to tune into that, all you Kent fans, you'll have to uh, jump into our show notes and find the Patreon link. I'll also have Kendall's uh, uh, Twitter handle on there as well. And, of course, our sponsors, Doug. So if you're looking at cruising in 2021 and you're not sure which cruise or which stateroom you want, a good source to go look at is backtothemouse.com by our good friend Joe. Lots of stateroom reviews, lots of trip reports. It's a fantastic jumping off point for your Disney cruising needs. And then if you find what you want, you can contact Michelle McKnight, the Rope Drop Queen, and she can help you book for this year and next year and all your cruises whenever. We never said the odds when cruises will happen again, Doug. No, I was just really trying not to be that, that sad. Guy. No, I, I yeah. agree. Odds that I'm taking a cruise and booking with Michelle and going back to the mouse.com in 2021. 100% because 100. Uh, I got that all booked. And thank you, Michelle and Joe, for all your help on those. But, yeah, definitely hit them up. Their emails and uh, website in the show notes. Uh, and, again, great sources. And, of course, Kendall, thank you again for uh, being on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. You ready to dish on your brother a little bit? Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you, Rope Droppers. Be sure to check out that Patreon episode. But for Kendall and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.